Folks, we have truly reached the bottom of the barrel when it comes to petty squabbles between tech billionaires whose ineptitude or nefariousness behind the scenes at their social media companies has resulted in a net negative for anyone who spends time online. Two guys, just two guys, are in control of corporations that facilitate nearly all modern discourse, with one attempting to whitewash his image a bit by pitching his product as a forum for positivity, while the other does everything in his power to become the worst version of himself, chuckling all by himself in the bleak loneliness as Twitter devolves into an echo chamber for general chaos and legitimate hate speech. Even the briefly entertaining spat between the two billionaires has gone from a potential physical confrontation to verbal taunting that would fit right in at any elementary school. Sad. If nothing else, the past few weeks have shown that hard work and intelligence are in no way a prerequisite for wealth and power. Yeah. The meritocracy was a lie. The meritocracy. It's not real, guys. Mm. Now, before we get into the literal dick measuring contest between two of the world's richest and most embarrassing men, Let's get into why Elon is angry enough to publicly humiliate himself over and over and over again on a platform that he owns in front of a fan base that previously viewed him as some kind of infallible godlike figure. And in some cases still does. In many, many such cases. <laughs> yeah. In just a matter of days, Threads, an Instagram app, has already amassed 100 million users, making it the fastest growing social media app of all time. Obviously, these numbers are much easier to attain for this app in particular because it is directly tied to Instagram, which has over 2 billion users on its platform. The fact that you can just download the app and instantly connect it to a previously existing account, which then provides you with an active timeline, is quite the head start. Yeah. Still, the rapid pace at which Threads is growing and also clearly seems to be driving traffic away from Twitter has blown some circuits inside <laughs> Musk's Neuralink chipped brain because he seems to be very upset. Big mad. That leads us to the schoolyard taunting and a pivot from a battle in the octagon to a literal dick measuring contest. So let's get you up to speed. Over the weekend, Musk has been liking tweets that are very critical of Zuckerberg's platform and also responding to some of those tweets as well. It's an ill-advised move for someone whose goal in life is to be seen as a confident alpha male. Nevertheless, he persisted and his seething contempt for Musk finally boiled over into a response that read simply, Zuck is a cuck. Bravo. Wow. Very cool, Elon. Where did you learn that sick burn? 2017? This is a... It, of course, went viral, though, because it's such a obviously pathetic example of lowbrow humor from a deeply insecure man who also happens to be a billionaire in charge of sending people to space. <sighs> That's not all, though, because Elon waited around eight full hours to unleash his next zinger, taking plenty of time to come up with the perfect response to his joke about Zuck being a cuck. And that response, I propose a literal dick measuring contest. Wow. Slowest clap ever. Well, meme, sir, way to go. Really one-upping yourself with that one. Yeah. And, you know, the eight hours that you put into... Coming up with that follow-up, it, it's right there on the page. Yeah, you can see it. Everyone can see how brilliant you are. And again, it should go without mentioning that this man is a 52-year-old billionaire who apparently has at least 10 children and has chosen to spend his free time talking shit on a social platform he wasted $44 billion on in order to impress a fan base of racist, misogynist, and crypto enthusiasts. 
winning. <laughs> but again, these are the posts of a desperate man whose empire is being uh, toppled. Yeah. Despite Elon's constant touting of dubious metrics like unregretted user minutes or user seconds, the reality is that in less than a week, Threads has served what might be a death blow to Twitter's already dwindling traffic. And here's The Guardian with more on the data. Twitter's website traffic is tanking, <laughs> according to the chief of internet services company Cloudflare. Amid signs, users are migrating to alternative platforms such as Threads, Blue Sky, and Mastodon. On Sunday, Matthew Prince posted a graph from Cloudflare's ranking of the most popular websites in the world, showing Twitter has been in decline since the start of 2023, not long after Elon Musk took over the platform. The graph shows a significant drop in Cloudflare's domain server ranking for Twitter in mid-2023, coincided with unpopular changes Musk made to the site, and the launch of the meta-owned rival platform Threads. And here's the infographic sent out by Matthew Prince of Cloudflare, showing a steady decline that starts getting significantly steeper towards the beginning of this month. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Still, the blind enthusiasm of Twitter's actual CEO, Linda Yaccarino, in the face of this data, it's, it's impressive. And she put out a statement on Monday of this week using a hilarious metric that completely deflates once you realize the cause of their most recent traffic spikes. Yeah, so she tweeted, don't want to leave you hanging by a thread, <laughs> but Twitter, you really outdid yourselves. Last week, we had our largest usage day since February. There's only one Twitter. You know it, I know it. Which might be true, but almost certainly was a result of Elon Musk getting absolutely hosed for a plethora of horrific policy decisions for the platform that resulted in a, a self-DDoS attack in addition to an increase in people tweeting in response to that. Yeah, it was a big moment on Twitter because everyone gathered around to say, look, he's about to do something stupid. And then he did. Yeah. Also, it was the DDoS attack was happening. So how would that not be misconstrued for actual uh, user traffic? I don't know. That is a good point. Mm -hmm. Regardless, though, there's at least one group that has made the decision to ignore Threads, an Instagram app, and focus entirely on Twitter. And that group, the Taliban. Yep. That's right, folks, the Taliban. Everyone's favorite. Uh, <laughs> Afghanistani government, the Telegram, the, 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 the Taliban, <laughs> yeah. who are not on Telegram, they're on Twitter. They have decided that Twitter is the app for them. Here's Motherboard with more on this. Anas Haqqani, a Taliban thought leader with family connections to leadership, has officially endorsed Twitter over Facebook-owned competitor Threads. Just letting everyone know that uh, we in the Taliban have we made give the it choice. The official Taliban stamp of approval. That's We're right. not. Listen, Elon. We're not going anywhere. We're going down with this ship. Don't worry about us. We are here till the very end. Listen, here in the Taliban, we fought a 20-year war against the United States that, uh, you know, it had its ebbs and flows, but we were in it for the long haul. And we're not about to just jump over to threads the second it pops out. We're here to stay, baby. Yeah. Because Twitter might be down, but it's not out. And once and, Elon vacates <laughs> it, we are going to take over the the uh, bumper cars that, that were Twitter.com. That's right. Mm -hmm. So the Taliban is sticking with Elon. We know where their alliances stand. Yeah. More from the article where they quote the Taliban associate, Twitter has two important advantages over other social media platforms, Haqqani said in an English post on Twitter. The first privilege is the freedom of speech. The second privilege is the public nature and credibility of Twitter. Twitter doesn't have an intolerant policy like Meta. Other platforms cannot replace it. Musk's changes to verification and slackening moderation policy have led a lot of subject matter experts, advertisers, and regulars to flee the platform. The Taliban, however, <laughs> seems to love it. 
two Taliban officials even bought blue verification check marks after Musk started selling them in January. Haqqani noted that the biggest draw of Twitter was this lax moderation policy. After the American withdrawal from Afghanistan and the collapse of the US-backed Afghan central government in 2021, the Taliban became the legitimate leaders of the country. The Taliban is aggressive about using social media to push its message. Some former fighters have even bemoaned the amount of time they spend on the computer compared to their freewheeling past. Yeah, and we reported on that before. Yeah, after all the fighting, now, now that all there's left to do is posting. Yeah. And some of them, it's not giving them the same high that life on the battlefield used to. Much like the office workers of America, the Taliban is depressed about all the time yeah. they're spending on the computer. The Taliban, you know, needs to talk to the brands. Taliban, mm -hmm. Taliban needs to get into cryptocurrency. <laughs> well, I mean, they, they, they probably are into cryptocurrency. I imagine getting money in or out of Afghanistan is probably a little tricky through the, conventional means. The Taliban has decided we have made another pivotal decision. The Taliban will post exclusively to Kick instead of Twitch. They should do it. Yeah. So yeah, things are going great. Yeah. Well done, sir. Mm -hmm. Anyways, we have more news for you, including George Santos comparing himself to, to Rosa Parks in just a second. But uh, first, let's take a quick second to thank today's sponsors, starting with Mint Mobile. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by big wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when you hear that Mint Mobile offers premium wireless starting at just 15 bucks a month, you think, hey, what's the catch? But after using the service, it all made sense. There isn't one, there's no catch. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is they're the first company to sell wireless service online only. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet, sweet savings directly to you. Yeah, I popped the SIM card in on my trip to New York and literally couldn't tell the difference between my providers. I had fast, consistent service anywhere I went, and especially when it counted most, during a torrential downpour and lightning strikes around the hot dog eating contest. Hey, I need to get me the lo location of some dry buns. These buns are all <laughs> sopping wet. Now, for anyone who hates their phone bill, Mint Mo uh, Mobile offers premium wireless for just 15 bucks a month. Mint Mobile gives you the best rate whether you're buying for one or a family. And at Mint, families start at two lines. All plans come with unlimited talk and text and high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same phone number along with all your existing contacts. Switch to Mint Mobile and get premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash todaydaily. That is mintmobile.com slash todaydaily. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash todaydaily. And this episode is sponsored by Bird Dogs. Mm -hmm. Bird Dogs make you look good. Their stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird Dogs fit way better than regular shorts made of stiff, restricting cotton. Their shorts look just like khaki, but thanks to their cloud knit fabric, you get plenty of stretch, so you get a slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Mm -hmm. Bird Dogs also uses anti-stink, sweat-wicking technology that keeps you cool and dry all day long. I drove up to the mountains for some mountain biking this past weekend, had the Bird Dogs going. No stink! No stink! Bird dogging it up on the mountain. Those dogs will hunt! Watch out! Go to birddogs.com slash todaydaily and enter promo code todaydaily for a free Yeti-style tumbler with your order. That is birddogs.com slash todaydaily or promo code todaydaily for a free Yeti-style tumbler. It's a damn good tumbler. Mm -hmm. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. They stay on, we promise you. Back to the news now, and before we completely let go of twitter.com, 
Sorry. Uh, we briefly mentioned this last week, but since most are still unaware of how drastic the decline in viewership for Tucker Carlson's exclusive news show has been, and despite still showing numbers that are, you know, higher than many in the online space, in comparison to his reach on Fox and with the assumption that interest will continue to decline alongside overall site traffic, this appears to be one of the worst bag fumbles in recent history, considering the fact that if Tucker had simply chosen to do nothing at all, simply shut the fuck up, he would have made millions of dollars from his contract with Fox News. It's but like, just outrageous. Do nothing and get millions or, I don't know, partner up with Elon Musk and do a little show on Twitter.com. Rich people are not smart. Meritocracy is fake. But uh, yeah, for a glimpse of just how bad it's gotten in just a handful of episodes, here's an update for you from Matt Binder at Mashable. That's Mashable. Mashable. <laughs> Mashable. Musk's first big gets for Twitter's video push, former Fox News host Tucker Carlson, may be offering up a warning to those who are considering Twitter's video pivot. Tucker Carlson's tweet impressions and video views have faced a steep decline since the popular conservative figure launched his Twitter-based show, Tucker Carlson on Twitter. As Media Matters for America senior fellow Matthew Gertz points out, tweet impressions for Tucker Carlson's tweets, sharing his video series, have drastically decreased since Carlson posted his show announcement video in early May, which attracted 137.1 million tweet views. The most recent Carlson tweet sharing the show, episode 8 of the series on June 30th, has only received 8.6 million tweet views. Mashable was able to access the video view counts for each of Carlson's tweets, a metric that is no longer publicly available, but continues to display on some older versions of the Twitter app. Those video view counts are even smaller. Uh, Binder then accurately describes the difference between Twitter impressions and video views. Impressions means literally just scrolling by, which provides a highly inflated metric that really has no basis in reality for advertisers. Video views are still a bit of a mystery because they accumulate when users watch at least two seconds of a video, which is still an insane thing to count as a view, yeah. a full view. For comparison, YouTube only counts a view if someone watches a video for at least 30 seconds. But still, with just the tiny difference between an impression and a video view, the metrics drop significantly. If you want all the details about this, the link to the full article is always in the description below, but his reporting continues. According to the video view metric, Tucker Carlson's announcement video has 28.9 million video views. However, since then, it appears Carlson's videos have dropped by roughly 85%. Tucker Carlson on Twitter lost roughly half of its viewership from episode one, which has 26.7 million video views, to episode two, which has only 13.9 million views. The special Trump indictment episode brought Carlson's numbers back up and amassed 22.1 million views before dropping back down to 10.2 million views for episode four. The most recent episode, episode eight, has 3.8 million video views. Sad. There is a... Pathetic. It is not outside the realm of possibility that more people watch entire episodes of our show than entire episodes of Tucker Carlson's Twitter yep. show. Which feels pretty great. Thanks, everyone. You're we doing did it. it. We yeah. did it, yeah. But uh, speaking of online video influencers Wait, like on. Tucker Carlson. Hold on. Did you see uh, one more Twitter thing? Okay. Did you see Elon offer Mr. Beast uh, his yeah. platform? Yeah, and he's like, we'll match the, the amount of money that you'll get on Wait, YouTube. Elon, do you know how much fucking money this dude makes? This guy like, makes an absurd amount of money, but also... You'll match the CPM? He, but he said... If you're not already making it on Twitter videos, we'll match whatever it is. It's like, nobody's making anything on yeah. Twitter videos. Yeah. Nobody's getting paid. I haven't seen anyone stand up and be like, yeah, 
I am making money off of Twitter videos. Or if they do, having any kind of significance when compared to other apps where videos are posted. Mr. V should just uh, ask for the most outrageous thing. Like, I want like a $30 CPM. And Elon trying to pre- yeah, pretend absolutely. to know what that is. Uh, yeah, CPMs, I know what that is. I owe Mr. Beast $20 billion. <laughs> but yeah, speaking of online video influencers like Tucker Carlson and Mr. Beast and us, who are all in the same group. That's right. We all go to the same <laughs> restaurants. Yeah. Uh, I got in a fight with Tucker Carlson at Balthazar the other night. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like Logan Paul and KSI might face their greatest battle yet outside of the ring. That greatest battle, the United States Food and Drug Administration. Uh-oh. Because the FDA has been asked by senators to investigate the energy drink backed by the two influencers for marketing a drink that is absolutely stuffed to the brim with caffeine, marketing that to children. Apparently, you would need to drink six cans of Coca-Cola to reach the equivalent of what's in one can of Prime Energy Drink by Logan Paul and KSI. Holy shit. It also has twice the amount of caffeine as a can of Red Bull. Holy shit. Uh, and just to preface this, like, Look, adults, especially in America, drink whatever the hell you want. Kill yourself however you want. But it's Logan Paul and KSI, and clearly, if you look at the marketing, it skews towards a younger audience. No, this is insane. I drink a lot of caffeine, I probably more than the average person, but the idea of consuming like more than one Red Bull in a 24-hour period sounds absolutely horrific. I drink a lot of coffee, but, uh, you know... I know what I'm doing to myself. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm pretty much only drink black coffee. Yeah. I occasionally, will if I'm feeling real, real weak and I need to be awake, maybe a can of sugar-free Red Bull. The idea of pounding two sugar-free Red Bulls back to back is like terrifying to think of. Well, here's the Associated Press with more on this. An influencer-backed energy drink that has earned viral popularity among children is facing scrutiny from lawmakers and health experts over its potentially dangerous levels of caffeine. On Sunday, Senator Chuck Schumer called on the Food and Drug Administration to investigate Prime, a beverage brand founded by the YouTube stars Logan Paul and KSI that has become something of an obsession among the influencer's legion of young followers. Prime. Brought to you by Machinima. Mm. (laughs) No, no. Machinima doesn't exist anymore. Mm -hmm. The reporting continues. Backed by two of YouTube's best-known stars, Prime was an immediate sensation when it launched last year, prompting long lines in grocery stores and reports of schoolyard resale markets. Hell yes. Advertising itself as zero sugar and vegan, the neon-colored cans are among a growing number of energy drinks with elevated levels of caffeine. In Prime's case, 200 milligrams per 12 ounces, equivalent to about a half a dozen Coke cans or nearly two Red Bulls. That high content prompted bans from some schools in the United Kingdom and Australia, where some pediatricians warned of possible health effects on young children, such as heart problems, anxiety, and digestive issues. The FDA said in a statement Monday that it was reviewing Schumer's letter and would respond to the senator directly. A company representative said their energy drink, which comes with a warning label that it is not recommended for children under 18, contains a comparable level of caffeine to other competitors. Yeah, the problem is... Okay, so... How does this stack up to bang? I think it's about even, but the problem is Prime also has a separate drink that is directly marketed to children that doesn't have caffeine in it, Mm. but the branding is exactly the same. It's just a different bottle. Um, So, look. Who's to say that kids aren't looking at either of them and getting them confused or 
using one and then going, oh, well, I'll step up to the big leagues now, or just abusing the caffeine in the other one because kids are fucking stupid. When we were growing up, we had Jolt, which yeah. I don't remember how much that had in it, but it was also something that I didn't seek out all the time. It was like a weird, random thing you'd have at a party because it's that crazy. Yeah, and I would say, like, obviously, don't start smoking when you have the first opportunity to do so. But I would put, I would say the same thing for don't start consuming caffeine at the first first opportunity. You have plenty of energy you, as a child. Like you develop a fucking lifelong uh, dependence on yeah. caffeine, and it's not like that bad for your health, but it is bad for just like wanting to function normally without yeah. the aid of chemicals. And if you're fucking chugging this shit as a child, like I don't see how it's that over, turns out great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, while the responsibility obviously falls on the parents, they're not getting out of this clear either, although they can't monitor their kids all the time, and uh, I'm sure it's tough out there. Uh, it's clear that energy drinks are not meant for children, and it's hard to not tie Logan Paul's impressionable fan base to what is clearly marketing towards a younger demographic. When he endorses something, it's clear that the ones buying it will be children, because it would be hard for us to believe that Logan Paul's fan base has grown alongside him. That is an interesting point. Like, it seems his content and activities indicate that he keeps getting older and his fans stay the same age. Uh, I mean, interesting. Because, yeah, that would make his fans now wouldn't have even been alive when, they, yeah. uh, when he started making videos. That's weird. I, I just can't see people who are Logan Paul's age continually consuming that type of content. And I will say his pivot into... Wrestling, all things considered, a, br a, brilliant, good, yeah. a brilliant move for him. He fits in perfectly as, I don't know if he's a heel or whatnot, but like that seems to be the perfect role for him. Yeah. He's not, he's no longer physically injuring himself intentionally. It's I mean, a, he it's fucked, a big, it's he a big showbiz thing. Up real bad. Yeah, <laughs> I his, know. In his first match. But not WWE. intentionally. But uh, yeah, it's a big showbiz thing. There's lots of razzle dazzle that goes into it. He's perfect for it. So yeah. in that sense, Fine. The only problem is Vince McMahon will never give him enough money to wrestle full time. Yeah. When he knows he can make so much more money. It's like Mr. Selling energy like, drinks to children. It's like Elon Musk uh, asking Mr. Beast to come to uh, Twitter. Yeah. There's just no money that could actually be substantial enough to make the switch. But uh, yeah, also uh, this has been pointed out by more than a few people online. But while they're looking into the marketing energy drinks thing to children, they should probably look into the fact that uh, Logan Paul was uh, in fact marketing crypto assets to children as well because of the implication of his fan base being hmm. that age. But while we're doing PSAs for impressionable youth, stop jumping off of boats that are traveling at a high rate of speed. Stop it. It's not a good idea. No. Now, we're not going to fall for the trap of, uh, this is a deadly TikTok challenge that all the youths are participating in. Yeah. Because it's clearly something that's just been happening forever, well yeah. before TikTok existed. And based off the very loose sources and stats that have been provided in the numerous articles about this uh, this trend, it's safe to say it's really not an actual trend or challenge as it's being described. It's just something that people get hurt doing because it, it looks fun and they don't understand that water can be hard <laughs> and painful when the human body is traveling at a high rate of speed. Yeah. Uh, it's just that TikTok is the biggest video sharing platform, so anything that happens as a result is tied immediately to that platform, whether it's justified or not. And mm -hmm. we're not trying to defend TikTok, but this is just standard dumb human behavior. Regardless, here's a brief summary of the news that's gone viral from The Independent. On July 3rd, first responders described the dangers of jumping off a moving boat, as it could cause people to break their necks and drown. 
Jim Dennis of Alabama's Childersburg Rescue Squad told WBMA that the boat jumping challenge led to four easily avoidable drowning deaths in the state, which occurred in the last six months. They were doing a TikTok challenge. It's where you get in a boat going a high rate of speed and you jump off the side of the boat. Don't dive. You're jumping off feet first and you just kind of lean into the water, he said about the people who died. Dennis urged people to avoid jumping off speedboats, with claims that social media had influenced TikTok users to try this trend. And I, I don't see this being like a big TikTok trend. It's just they're tying it to a large social video platform because, look, it is an important message to get out there. And this gets the headlines. I just can't see this be like high speed boat uh, yeah. challenge on a TikTok Who's doing video. doing the boat jumping challenge? Shut up. Trend or not, I feel like it is important to inform all of you how water works, especially since we were baffled that people were apparently unaware of how extreme pressure works in the depths of the ocean during the whole Titan submarine fiasco. Yeah, people are like, why didn't they just swim up? Why didn't they just, uh, what, what do you mean? I thought this was inherent knowledge, but uh, I guess yeah, it isn't. You, you can literally, back to the pressure, like swimming down like 50 feet can kill you if you don't, uh, if you don't do it properly. Yeah, so I, I think there's a lot of water ignorance that's leading to uh, some real bad it's, problems. Water is the most powerful uh, force of nature yeah. in the world. Don't you mess see, with it. like tsunami videos? Like that's just water doing all that. And that's just, that's a, you know, it is a, a very intense, violent reaction, but Considering like the other things that water can do, it seems almost docile by comparison. A tsunami's like, uh, hey, it's not like a big wave like you think in cartoons or movies. No, it's, it's just a higher just a, water level yep. that just sweeps over anything it touches. Yeah. Um, horrifying. So yeah, water might as well be a slab of concrete when your body hits it with enough speed. And the sudden and violent moment your body comes to a stop when hitting it can destroy your limbs and organs in the same way. In the case of high falls, it's like jumping straight onto the ground with the added bonus of drowning afterwards because you can't use your limbs to save yourself or you're in shock from the collision. Mm -hmm. In the case of these boat jumps, your body hits the water at a high rate of speed and violently tumbles along with whatever speed you were going, which if you hit slightly wrong, will break your neck instantaneously. Yeah. So the theme of this summer is stay the fuck out of the water. It's not safe. But if you don't stay out of the water, at the very least, show the water, the, the respect that it, and, and fear that it deserves. Yes, it has earned that respect Tread and fear. lightly. All right, obviously we saved the worst for last. Okay, well, I'll, I'll try to leave on a more positive note after this story, but we regret to inform you that the inevitable has happened. George Anthony DeVolder Santos has compared himself to civil rights activist Rosa Parks on a podcast because Mitt Romney told him he shouldn't be in Congress. And he was very sad about this and decided to make a completely uninformed comparison that makes him look even dumber than previously thought possible. Yikes. Here's Newsweek with more. Santos made the comparison during a conversation on talk show host Mike Crispy's podcast <laughs> as he criticized Romney about an exchange before President Joe Biden's State of the Union address in February. The two Republicans were seen engaged in a conversation ahead of Biden's speech, and the senator later spoke about the interaction with reporters, calling Santos a sick puppy who shouldn't have been there. Romney also suggested that Santos should have been sitting in the back row and staying quiet because an ethics complaint had been filed against him. Oh, Mitt, that's where you screwed up. Oh, Mittens, you silly goose. Yeah, you, you gave him, you, you threw some chum yeah. into, into his mouth there. So the article continues. I don't think he ought to be in Congress, and he certainly shouldn't be in the aisle trying to shake the hand of the President of the United States and dignitaries coming in, Romney said following the incident. It's an embarrassment. 
Speaking on Crispy's podcast, Santos said, they come for me, I go right back for them because I think for far too long they've gotten away with going along to get along. So no, it's not going to stay that way anymore. I'm going to call them out. You want to call me a liar? I'll call you a sellout, Santos said. The Republican then mentioned Romney, who told Santos he didn't belong in the congressional chamber during Biden's speech. I mean, Mitt Romney, the man goes to the State of the Union of the United States wearing a Ukraine lapel pin, tells me, a Latino gay man, that I shouldn't sit in the front, that I should be in the back, Santos told Crispy. Well, guess what? Rosa Parks wouldn't sit in the back, and neither am I going to sit in the back. Whew, he really thought he did something. So yeah, astonishing display of misinterpreting history for your own very short-term political gain. Bravo, Mr. DeVolder. Yeah, very impressive. Impressive stuff. This is like pretty much how a lot of Americans understand uh, history, though, is uh, especially the way it's being taught now, like <laughs> completely free of context. Yeah. It's like Rosa Parks is an American hero because they told her to sit in the back. And she, she said, said no. no, I'm sitting in the front. And, and now every Karen at the airport can use that to yeah. her benefit by saying that she's being bossed around yeah. just like Rosa Parks. I'm basically Rosa Parks. Yeah. Because you free it of all context. Yeah, like... <laughs> I have no idea what this means. Yeah. It doesn't say anything in the book because they can't teach anything about why uh -huh. uh, she was told to do that. Hmm. Strange. Concerning. It is concerning, actually. <laughs> it very much is. Uh, but like we said, we'll leave you on a higher note with plenty of time to prepare. The Northern Lights are coming down to the continental United States for a rare appearance, sure to please people who enjoy going outside and touching grass instead of developing a mental image of Mark Zuckerberg's flaccid penis for eight hours straight. Real ones know that the Northern Lights are here. Uh, if, you, if you're in the Northern states of this country- Oh, God damn it. Yeah, I know, it sucks for us, but uh, still- Where's my Aurora? <laughs> you'll have a decent chance of feasting your eyes on the inspiration for one of the greatest clips in Simpsons history. Aurora Borealis. In this part of the world, at this time of year, and yes, you can see it. I only saw the Aurora Borealis for literally like one second. I was in Iceland and like at the time of year, it was like, yeah, you might see it. I didn't realize how it, it's very ephemeral. Like it's not just sitting there going like this, at least in some cases, mm -hmm. like it just sort of is it just pulsed. I caught like one or two pulses and it was yeah. dim, but I was, it was fucking crazy. It was the coolest thing I've ever seen. I want to see it. I haven't been able to, uh, to figure it out yet. And uh, you know, too short a notice for me to go, uh, hike all the way up to Wyoming or Montana for this wow. brief experience. Mm. But uh, one day I'd like to, it's on the old bucket list there. Uh, maybe Elon Musk can send me straight to space and I can view it from the top down. I don't know if you can though. Can you? I don't know. Eh, You'll let us. Something to look into. Here's uh, NPR with more info. The Northern Lights are expected to be visible across several U.S. states this week, according to the University of Alaska Fairbanks. The Aurora Borealis could be seen across parts of Washington, Idaho, Vermont, Wyoming, New Hampshire, Montana, North Dakota, South Dakota, Minnesota, Nebraska, Massachusetts, Maryland, Ohio, Wisconsin, Michigan, New York, Maine, not California. No. According damn. to the university. On Wednesday, the storm will be highly visible, low on the horizon from Seattle, Des Moines, Chicago, Cleveland, Boston, and Halifax. On Thursday, the storm will get stronger and can be seen overhead in Minneapolis, Milwaukee, Bay City, Michigan, and on the horizon in Salem, Massachusetts, Boise, Idaho, Cheyenne, Wyoming, Lincoln, Nebraska, Indianapolis, and Annapolis, Maryland. So there you go. Something to look forward to for all you Northern folks, you know? Uh, this is, this is what you get. You get a shitty winter, but sometimes you get a little extra treat 
in the summer that we don't get down here. Uh, so enjoy it. Speaking of the Earth doing uh, some strange stuff that is yeah, not exactly uh, awe-inspiring. Well, it is awe-inspiring, but not uh, as good. Uh, the Northeast is just getting absolutely pummeled by rain right now, the same way that we were getting pummeled earlier in the year. And the videos coming out of uh, like New England and upstate New York are unbelievable. Shocking. Hey, send some of that rain over here. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you know. Uh, anyways, hey, Northern Lights. So if, you, if your house isn't flooded, go outside and look up. Yeah, and if you live here, I'm sure if you look under enough uh, viral tweets, someone will sell a product that can simulate the iron lights on the, the ceiling of your bedroom. Yeah. So it's... Scroll long enough and yeah. you'll... Two things are guaranteed. Some shitty product uh, off of like Amazon and Cheech and Chong's now legal edible gummies. I, uh, having to block Cheech and Chong felt really bad. But, uh, <laughs> sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. This ad is everywhere yeah, and it is getting real upsetting me. Anyways, uh, if you haven't seen it already, we have a, a re very recent episode of Weekly Weird News that talks about Kanye's very weird school getting even weirder. Uh, also, news dump, but it's already outdated. It's all stuff about threads and stuff. Follow us on threads. Uh, like the video. Obviously like the video. It's the only way this channel is going to grow. Subscribe to the channel. Leave a comment. Reply to a comment. Say hello to your, your friendly neighborhood Internet Today viewers down there in the comments section. And we'll see you soon for some tech news. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.